Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today it's a very special episode. We're coming to you live on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and we'll be uploading this episode right away because we wanted to make sure that you have some tools um, to put into your toolbox to help you navigate the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, we both know that that can be, while it's a beautiful tradition um, for us Americans here, for those who are listening, um, it can also be a holiday filled with anxiety, filled with food guilt, and um, we just really want to help you make it a beautiful experience. So, Miss Vic, how you doing? How are you feeling about this upcoming holiday tomorrow? I am excited. I I'm excited to talk about this mostly just um I have like a vastly like different comparison from this year to last year and the year before. Um and a lot of it is just like self-growth and being able to set boundaries. Um but I was I'm just excited to kind of dive into this cuz I know like I I was trying to remember what year it was. I think it was 2019. And that Thanksgiving, it was in San Diego, and I just felt like absolute crap. Um, and I was trying, I I didn't have a podcast to listen to. I was trying to just find something that would make sense that I could listen to for support. Um, and I'm just thankful that we can provide that for everyone else. Absolutely. So. I would actually really, I think that's a great place to start thinking about it because this has this is going to be marking a pretty big event for you because obviously a huge part of your transition started December 4th. And yeah. right now this is November 23rd. I remember this time last year, I think you were on Octavia. Yeah. Can you talk to us about what your Thanksgiving experience was like last year? Yeah. So um, part of my like food journey, I guess it started a little bit before we had met was like Thanksgiving. I cooked like the most badass meal. Like I had so much fun preparing everything, finding all the recipes. And, um, I didn't allow myself to eat any of, well, I had like some things, but I didn't have everything because I was like, obviously on Octavia and they have a whole thing where it's like five packaged powdered meals, which are like literally you add like it's disgusting you like literally just add water to them and put them in the microwave or whatever um and then you have like a one lean and green meal which is like basically like protein and fat but no carbs so I had allowed myself to have like a little something on Thanksgiving um had I known like obviously what I know now if I would have just allowed myself to have that like it would have decreased that like emotional connection with food and emotional connection with holidays um it wasn't necessarily like my most distressing I would say just because I was like there was a semblance of like me working on myself in a way mm -hmm. even though it wasn't the correct way um yeah it was interesting I can but see that. I can understand I don't know that. Explain that. Like, I remember my, like, my deepest, darkest Thanksgiving was when we were in San Diego and I was like, I had no idea what to do about food. Like I, mm -hmm. I found Overeaters Anonymous 
I was listening to them the day of Thanksgiving. I remember exactly where I was in our apartment, like getting ready. And I was associating like I have to be good like today I have to be good or else whatever dot 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 um and I remember like going to our family's house and I wasn't quote-unquote in my eyes good and so I was just like screw it like it is what it is I clearly don't have control over food um and I wish I just had like a me now to be able to explain everything so that's why we're here today no, exactly. I know. And I'm trying to think like my biggest one I'd say was 2019 as well. And I remember like having, and I was like, all right, you can only eat what's on this plate. And I stacked the plate up so much. And then yeah. like, oh my gosh. But then the moment, like, and I felt really good. And then the dessert came out and then I just, I had one and just couldn't stop, couldn't stop. And then my big issue too has been when everyone was doing dishes or everyone's like cleaning up the meal I'm sneaking back there when no one's looking and continuously like eating from any of the the serving dishes or whatever else and just feeling completely out of control, not feeling present, feeling like all I could think about was like, how do I get more food? How do I get more food? And like, why? And then that constant, like, why am I like this? Why won't my brain shut up? Like, why can't I be normal? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, those are some of the things. So just to kind of let you guys know, obviously, like, if that's you, please know you're not alone. You're not broken. You're not strange. You are totally fine. And there is a way to have food freedom and to really enjoy the holiday without feeling like there's this like voice or something like on your shoulder, just pushing you and urging you for more. So um, for you, Victoria, like what would be your biggest, um, your number one tip for right now? And we'll kind of go off of that. Yeah. So I I was thinking about this and like trying to figure out the best way to say it and I have it's kind of multifaceted but like um I know that one of the things that we were going to talk about is like having boundaries potentially having like some kind of script or something um and I have things to say yes it is important I, I have this like yes it is important to like know generally speaking what you're going to say but the reality is is like no conversation is going to be the same and you also don't know what the person is going to say. Yeah. If you go into a conversation or you go into Thanksgiving with your family and you are expecting bad of them, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, they're going to make a comment. Oh my gosh. They are so whatever weight bias. They have like whatever it is, like you're almost egging that on. And are you really going to be like your true authentic, like, compassionate kind self if you're expecting them to say something oh my gosh I actually really love that because it's something we talk about like the self-fulfilling prophecy like our beliefs drive our behaviors right and so if we believe that somebody's going to be negative when we believe somebody's going to point something out we may bring a whole different energy like we we may feel defensive right off the bat which may mean that we actually do things say things like that kind of instigate them to reciprocate or them to say something which then reinforces our belief that see i told you they were going to do it see i told you everyone is looking at me it's yep. that's really and the only reason i say this is because i, I have experienced like i have experienced that and once i stopped expecting like ill intent and ill will of someone it allowed me to have like more of a compassionate lens of 
you know, maybe they're uncomfortable in their body. Maybe they, they don't feel like comfortable working out or they don't, whatever it is. Like, I know that people say, you know, the, they're not making, it's really not about you. It's about them, but it really is like, yes. and, and you don't, if I, if my little script is like, um, I don't, you know, I don't do diets, like whatever your like script is, right? Like I, I love intuitive eating, whatever it is. Like, how do you know that that's what they're going to say? What if they ask a question, like mm-hmm. what's changed in you? And you're like, you freeze up. You're, what are you mm-hmm. going to say? Yeah, um, I like that. so I guess a few things that you could say is like, um, you know, diets have never worked for me. And I feel really all or nothing when I do them. And that's not my life now. Those dieting and diet culture does not align with the way that I want to live my life. I feel limited when I'm on diets. And if I just allow myself to have like variety, I actually do much better around food. I don't really think that like egging the conversation on is going to help you. And so you could remove yourself you could just say like, do we really need to talk about this? Like we haven't seen each other in a year. Is this going to be conducive to like a good Thanksgiving? Um, There's multiple like little things that you could say, but, and it just kind of depends on the type of person you are too. I appreciate you saying that. Um, And just kind of recognizing again, like, like you said, there's multiple things you can do. You can either step away, like you can just flat out ignore it. You can say, you know, that's great for you. I'm, I'm so happy for you, but this is what works best for me. Um, I like the idea of equating it to having more variety, right? Like when I give myself permission to have more variety, I tend to be more satisfied with less, or I tend to feel really good in my skin. And I don't feel that, that kind of deprivation or all or nothing. And it can just stop there. Or like you said, I, we don't have to talk. There's so many other things we can talk about. Like how's, you know, and then have maybe like, think about some of the things that they have going on in their life. Oh, I I heard you got a new puppy. Like, tell me about that. Oh my gosh. I heard you got a new job or whatever it is. Um, and then just kind of turning the conversation to something else. And, and sometimes like less is more. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you just uh, like plating your food and allowing yourself to have whatever the heck it is that you actually want. Like, people are going to see that and they're not going to be like, oh my gosh, like I can't, oh my gosh, I've already put on five pounds since the holidays started. And we are, we we're just on Thanksgiving. Like, no, if you just actually plate your food, go sit down, enjoy it, have conversation Mm -hmm. that almost might be more impactful. And like, people are kind of like, wait, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, then saying something. And I, the only reason I was relating it to a situation that I had at the gym and I think we talked about it on a podcast in like the summertime, but, um, I got on the, I was doing my body scan mm-hmm. and the person was like, Oh, like, are you on track? Like, are you getting on track or something on, along the lines of like implying that maybe I wasn't on track. And anyways, so I go do my body scan the other day and the lady's like, I have literally seen this personal trainer since the day that I started going to the gym on January 10th, like every, I know exactly who she is. I'm like, how do you not know who I am? Like we used to pass each other every morning yeah. at like five thirty, And, um, 
so I, I get on the body scan thing and usually they don't talk to me but she was like oh like are you trending in the right direction and I was like I don't know if I'm just uber sensitive to that because I've always like been in an overweight like body I've always had that like internal struggle of like people are thinking something about me about my body um I mentioned it to Josh and he was like I mean she's a personal trainer she may recognize you and she's probably trying to get a client and just wants to help like but he also was like I understand that like that's kind of your predisposition right um that's a good thought process to think about because it's true. Like all of a sudden your thought and your perspective could be like, my gosh, am I still in this like bigger body that people think that I need to like start my journey and don't know how far I've come? Or it could literally just be that she is a personal trainer who is looking for a client. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and then we ended up talking and she's on like day 45 of 75 hard or something. Uh-huh. And so like, it turned out to be a good conversation, but had I, I didn't even go into it thinking she was going to say anything. Mm -hmm. Had I gone in and been like, oh, she's going to say something. Like, what am I going to say? Um, and all I said was like, yeah, I've been on this journey for almost a year and I've been doing great. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to say. Um, but that was kind of like the reminder, I think of kind of going into a situation and not expecting things and maybe they do disappoint you in your eyes or whatever um but I wasn't just gonna sit there and not talk to her but I also was like I should make a kind response and not be like oh my gosh she's trying to say I should you know start now or whatever um so but it's all about that reframe and so I think out of all of this the biggest thing for tip number one that we would give you guys is to go into the holiday experience with intention. So with the intention of rather than feeling like you need to be on the defensive, rather than thinking everyone's gonna comment on your body or comment on your food, go in with the intention that I'm gonna be really present. I'm going to show up with a like that sense and that aura and energy of gratitude for this moment and for this life experience. And for the fact that like, I have all of this food, you know, I have access to food. I have my family and friends that I get to be around and I don't want to miss this moment. Like, and just going in with intention of wanting to enjoy it. And I think that that helps then kind of bring me into tip number two, which would be to slow down. Like when you are eating, like have that intention of wanting to actually taste the food, savor every bite, just enjoy it, recognize the textures and the temperature and the, like, what is the actual flavor? Is it sweet? Is it bitter? Is it like all of those things and just make it a very uh, present experience by bringing in all of your senses and by, you know, setting your fork down between bites and really just allowing yourself to, to be there. Yeah. And uh, before we close out number one, oh, another sorry, thing to say is if somebody says something like say, oh my gosh, sorry, I didn't hear that. What'd you say? <laughs> I like that. Do you really think somebody's going to say like, oh, wow, looks like you've put on <laughs> like, they're going to be like, oh, I shouldn't that that allows them to self-reflect. I actually like that. Sorry. That's a really great little. Yeah. Sorry. Um, What was that? Come again. again. Um, So yeah, like as far as the 
the restful or the um like make it relaxing make it fun make it something that like the noticing the textures and taste and all that stuff is a mindful practice yeah um and so it can be hard when there's like five million people talking like oh my gosh how's your job how's your house how's this how's that how's life right but as much as you can like try to just come back to yourself mm-hmm. try to come back to like I'm okay everything's gonna be okay mm-hmm. so I listened to a podcast yesterday um I I don't agree with everything that was said and that's fine uh but they said something and I was like oh like mind blown so when we want to die food when we are in a relaxed state we are resting and digesting yeah and our bodies are able to process foods properly there's not going to be like flares like when you have like a you know gluten sensitive whatever like your body is in its humble state of just trying to get you back to homeostasis if you go into thanksgiving and you're expecting that somebody's going to say something and you don't want somebody to ask about X and you don't want somebody to ask about Y and you're already assuming all of these things, are you in fight or flight mode? Mm. If somebody says something about your weight or somebody says something about you plating sweet potato casserole, like, are you just going to like go off, right? Yeah. And the more that we kind of play into that story, you are activating that fight or flight. If you go into Thanksgiving thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not eating any carbs. Like we're still on keto. I'm not doing any of the carbs. So I'm just going to eat turkey and I can't even have gravy because there's flour in it. So it it is what it is. Just, I'm going to eat some plain lettuce. You are like pre-programming your body to say like, this is all you can have. If even if you do end up having the pumpkin pie or whatever, the sweet potato casserole, those things are bad. So you better feel bad. And you are just heightening your your central nervous system. And so you're going to feel like crap. You're not going to be able to digest your food because you are not in rest and digest. Ooh, I love this. I love this so, so much. I didn't even think about this, but again, like everything comes down to our intention. I love that. Like I want to have a good time. I want to relax. I want to just enjoy and like go into it with that aspect because I know that if I'm stressing about food, if I'm stressing about people, then I won't be able to digest. Even if it is like the pristine or best quote unquote foods or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like your body is still in fight or flight and it's still going to not feel good. So I fight or flight is like, you literally are not like you're, you're at a standstill in regards to digestion. So you, you are quite literally like food, just stay in my stomach and don't do anything. And kind of like, as a side note, just cause like, so our fight or flight is our sympathetic nervous system and our rest and digest is our parasympathetic nervous system. So just some ways to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. If you're struggling, number one is to focus on your breath slowing down your breath. Um, and one way I've been doing this more and more is like a psychological sigh. And so it's that like inhale through the nose once and then inhale again through the nose, like so that you're full inhale and then exhale slowly out the mouth, like, and just really kind of that, doing that a couple of times can actually activate that parasympathetic nervous system, just slowing down the breath, 
The other thing that can really help activate your parasympathetic nervous system is to go for a walk. Um, and so obviously like there's going to be turkey trots or different things or whatever else. I always like going for a walk after a meal anyway, just if you know me at all, I love walking. It's kind of a thing, but I guess I want to kind of reiterate if you are thinking about going for walks um, after the Thanksgiving meal or whatever else, doing it out of a place of wanting to help with digestion, doing it out of maybe a way for you to gather up some other family members to go for a walk and have more deep connection um, outside of what the meal is, um, and also to activate that parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest. And again, not as a compensatory, not as a way to make up for or to burn off what you just ate, but as a way to help your digestion and to bring more relaxation into your experience. Yep. Um, and I think like going into the next thing, like allow yourself to enjoy the foods and yes. like the more that, and you should be doing this on a regular basis. Like mm -hmm. when I, I'm making, oh my gosh, I'm making these cookies called like Christmas ooey gooey cookies. And I'm making like chocolate molten crack pie. Like it's just crazy. Why but am I not in Idaho right now? <laughs> like I, I would be thinking about, oh my gosh, these cookies. Oh my gosh, this pie. Like, but it's almost not as, I guess, strong of like an emotional pull because I know that at any time, if I wanted to, I could have dessert or make that or make a single self-serve cookie or whatever. And so like maybe your experiment this year, even if it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I'm allowing myself to do this is to truly like plate a food of stuff that you actually want and to make it something that has, you know, you're going to have your, your turkey that has incredible amounts of protein. It also like tastes great. I mean, if you don't like turkey, then eat something else, but there's going to be ways that you can have carbs. There's going to be lovely sweet potato casserole. Mm. There's mashed potatoes, like whatever it is. And you can have both. You can have two types of potatoes at a meal. You're not going to yes. you know, implode. Um, and then having like, like just treat yourself in that sense of like, I can have whatever the heck I want and allow yourself the portions that you want and truly like do it as an experiment and see what happens. Mm -hmm. I promise you, you probably aren't going to find yourself like grabbing the food before it goes into the trash can or like saying you're going to help with dishes so you could have extra, you know, snagging stuff off the table. Um, yeah, just make it an experiment, even if you don't think it's going to work out because maybe it won't, maybe it will. And maybe it will. And you're going to open your eyes to like, oh my gosh, like this food thing really doesn't have a hold on me. Like I actually am in control of this. It's huge. Like that allowance piece, uh, it makes all the difference. I am allowed to have whatever I want as much as I want. So then the question becomes, do I actually even want it? Like whenever we tell ourselves we can't have something, we end up getting that reactance, that psychological reactance of just like, we feel like our freedom is being taken away. And so we end up wanting it even more. We end up wanting that, like we have that reaction and that's, that's not the kind of experience you want. So asking yourself in the moment, is this actually what I want right now? And if it is, enjoy it, every bite of it. Like, and, and I think that's, that's, so allowances is absolutely huge. And I like the way you're saying it is 
as an experiment. Can I enjoy this without judgment and just actually allowing it? Yeah. And I think on the, uh, go ahead. Oh no, I'm just thinking, keep going. I think one of the other things I do, like you had kind of pointed to, the reason you can allow it is because this is not a last supper, is because you're allowed to have it any time that you want. And one of the, the like biggest sentences or, or thoughts that have helped me a lot in this is I can always have more later. I can yep. always have more later. I can always have mashed potatoes later. I Leftovers is the best. And go get freaking sweet potatoes and make sweet potato casserole on yeah. February 2nd of next year. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like the, it's just another day and the another great way that you could do this is have breakfast mm-hmm. like I mean I typically like I'll have like a you can make yourself like a little like plate a snack plate or something with I don't know like some cheese some apples some turkey or, or I guess not turkey I mean if you want but you know like sliced ham or whatever and have like a fun little plate so that you can well whether while you're cooking or like if you're just hungry but the way that you can really normalize the day is to just have it be a normal day. Like yes. really just it's, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have breakfast. I'm actually on Thanksgiving. I am making breakfast for everyone. That is like, my challenge is to have breakfast made for everyone. So that like, that's a challenge to them because everyone normally would just wait until 5 PM. I, okay. So that brings us, so let's just kind of recap where we're at right now. Number one, make sure you're going into this holiday with intention and that it's going to be a relaxing, fun, beautiful experience. And everyone's just, no one's out to get you. And everyone is just doing, you know, is excited to be there with you and to celebrate with you. Number two, I would say, like you said, I would actually say is to allow, um, is to allow all of the foods to allow yourself to enjoy those foods, to remind yourself you can always have some more later, um, that this is, that the more you normalize and habitualize a variety of food, the less important or on a pedestal these foods are, the the, le- the less you're gonna feel out of control with them or feel like, oh my gosh, this is my last chance, last supper, I better eat it all now so I can start over and be good tomorrow. Like, no, 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 you can have these at any time. Um, Number three is to eat slowly, mindfully, making sure as best as you can to actually enjoy the food that you're allowing yourself to have. Um, And then number four right now, like she said, don't save your calories. I I don't know where this comes from, but so many people, they're just like, well, I'm just not going to eat until the big meal. I'm going to save up all my calories. And then the problem is you arrive so freaking hangry that you eat way too much, way too fast. It's not an enjoyable experience. And then you end up feeling way over full and it's actually not a great experience. So like if you do not eat and you go into a family party and you you're already worried about like people making comments, are you really going to respond in a productive and effective way? Probably not. Like I remember, um, I was kind of like trying to think of things. So like whether it's bringing a water bottle, if like you, some people like have their emotional support water bottle. Um, but like, if you need to bring your water bottle, if you need to bring like, 
so like somebody I listened to this last podcast this podcast she was like I bring like I'm lactose intolerant so I bring my lactate like but having like kind of just like a little care package if you have like a little mantra or a quote or something that you can read when you go into the bathroom or whatever like just to kind of like regroup yourself practicing the breathing like Kelsey said but like the biggest thing is like that you you don't have to do anything in order to earn your calories or to like have permission to eat. Like that's part of your daily functioning that you have to do. And after you eat, you are not required to like, and you're not going to go burn off every single calorie that you eat during Thanksgiving. Like first off, waste of time. Second off, doesn't work like that. And third, like go hang out with your family. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I mean, minus all of the other things we talked about, like eat a breakfast, Yeah, have a bowl and eggs and some fruit or veggies or whatever it is. And again, try this as an experiment. If you have done something the same way for 20 years, like maybe it's time to do something different. And if you find yourself like during Thanksgiving, just feeling like you're letting yourself go, quote unquote, um, maybe you should try something different because what you've done in the past has worked and you go into these holidays feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah. I, I, again, coming at it with an idea of like, a, it's an experiment, I think feels really, really cool. Like it, it kind of takes the pressure off. It doesn't off. have to like be anything. It's just an opportunity for you to be like, let's just give this a shot. See what this is like. This is something different than I've ever done before. I wonder if this will, you know, leave me feeling a little bit more satisfied and, um, you know, just more excited than my past experiences. So I, I'm right there with you. I think that that's, that's huge. Make sure guys, you are not saving the calories, eat normally. And I promise again, like if you eat normally and have breakfast, you probably are less likely to overeat. Like, okay. And that's another thing. Overeating is not a bad thing. Like, it's not like it don't like if you overeat, if you get overly full, do not beat yourself up. It's completely normal, especially on Thanksgiving. But we are trying to help you not walk away from the experience feeling sick, like because then the experience is no longer fun. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, it we don't want to get to the point where we're so, so uncomfortable. Um, so reminding yourself that you can always have more later making sure you have breakfast beforehand, because then you're less likely to way overeat, eating way too much. Um, I, these are just the, they, I promise they're helpful. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add to that as far as like making it a normal day and making sure you're not saving calories? Um, I don't think so. I do have like a little exercise for everyone that they can do before, like tonight or tomorrow morning, like before going to an event. Ooh. That is super exciting. I just wanted one before we get into that, but my last little tip um, is just because as a personal trainer and fitness instructor and being someone who used to say this kind of crap is you don't have to earn your bird and you don't have to burn off your pumpkin pie. This kind of relationship and, and talk about exercise is really disordered and leads to disordered eating and a poor relationship with food and a poor relationship with exercise because now exercise is seen as a punishment for eating which is a normal function that you need to do on a regular basis exercise should be fun it should be something that you enjoy it is a 
gift. The fact that your body is capable of moving, it should be a form of celebration and appreciation for the gift of a capable moving body. And I just really want to help break that association with exercise and food and just being able to like think about them as completely two separate things that we do. If that yeah. makes sense. I love that. Yes. I love that. So I would, yeah, like final recap, and then we'll go into the exercise, go into with intention to be relaxed, to not feel defensive, to not feel worried that people are going to say anything, but just make it a beautiful life experience. Make sure that you are allowing yourself all of the things, all of the food. Don't put anything off limits because then you are more likely to uh, put it on a pedestal, you're more likely to overeat, you're more likely to just not have it be a good experience. Make sure you are slowing down, enjoying the experience, tasting the food, putting your fork down between bites, maybe taking a little time out in the middle of the meal and just checking in, putting your hand on your belly or whatever else, checking in, how full am I right now? How am I feeling right now? Is there, you know, how much more do I want? Um, number four was to make sure that what was number four? Hold on. Normalize, like normalize the day. Eat normalize breakfast. the day. That's right. Eat breakfast. Don't save your calories. Make sure that you are um, really kind of going into the experience, not hangry. Don't go into Thanksgiving dinner hangry. It will not help you <laughs> or your mood. Um, and number five is to make sure that you are not associating exercise as punishment, that you don't need to earn your food. You don't need to burn off any calories. Movement is a beautiful way for you to um, express gratitude for your body, for you to, again, if it's walking, activate your parasympathetic nervous system so that you can digest. It is a great way for you to just uh, activate some or get some endorphins and just feel really good. It is not a punishment for what you ate. What uh, exercise do you have for us, Ms. Vic? Um, also, thanks for keeping us on track because... Yeah. I'm like, I could talk all day and I wouldn't be able to tell you the five because I just, I'm everywhere. My brain's everywhere. No, and I am too. And that's why I'm like, but I'm going to make sure that I write these out because I want you guys to really take these in um, and and hopefully they're, they're helpful for you. I love that. So something that we used to do in um, DBT and like treatment, it's called dialectical behavioral therapy. And one of the things that they do is doing something called cope ahead. And I think we've talked about it before, um, but we'll upload the little worksheet, but essentially you're trying to like go in advance to potential, the potential situation. And I would say like this kind of, in a way contradicts like that ex expectation of somebody saying something, but it's more so focused on like a negative emotional experience, not necessarily like a quote unquote, something somebody says to you. So the first thing is describe a situation that is likely to create negative emotions for you. Um, so like for me, that's typically when somebody makes a comment about my weight, I could talk about, you know, the thing about the gym, like somebody even implying that I need to be on track or I need to be trending in the right direction creates this like negative angst in me. Um, two is decide what coping or problem solving skill, um, you want to use. One of those can be checking the facts, which Josh helped me with when I was like, I, was, I got in the truck. I was like, I hate this. Every time I step on this darn body scan machine 
And he was like, okay, the reality is, is she's a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. She literally lives in the gym. Um, She may not recognize you. There have been other people that have not recognized you since last year. Very probable, like totally within the realm of reason. Um, And she probably is like trying to find another client. Um, So like, that's an example of checking the facts and just being like, oh, okay, what's actually happening? Um, Two is, or three is imagine being in that situation right now. So whether it's you closing your eyes or you writing exactly like it's Thursday, November 24th, 5.30 PM, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I start feeling overwhelmed. I start feeling anxious, whatever that emotion is. And then four is rehearse in your mind coping effectively. Mm. What would you do? How, what would you say? And how will you say it? So that might be you removing yourself from the situation and like visualizing yourself going into the bathroom, doing the breathing exercise that Kelsey said, looking in the mirror and saying like, you've got this, take a breath and like walking out and, you know, maybe you're going to respond differently, but giving that like active visualization in your brain of like, I'm going to, regardless of what, I don't know what people are going to say to me. Maybe they make no comments at all, but regardless, my answers are going to be wrapped in compassion and kindness. And like, I'm going to also understand that it's not about me. It's clearly something about them. Um, but those, I, I did, I do it more mentally now, like the coping ahead stuff. Um, but sometimes it's good to write it down when you're kind of first starting out. I think it's amazing. I really encourage people to, to do this and to kind of think ahead. Cause then it is like, you're, this is the type of person that I'm going to show up as, and it gives you an opportunity. So then it's almost like if there is a challenge, if there is something that comes up where someone says something, you're like, oh, cool. I'm prepared for this. This is an opportunity for me to prove to myself that this is the type of person that I am, that I can speak from a place of loving kindness and compassion and understanding as opposed to defensiveness um, and recognizing that that's a lot of like ego um, as opposed to just seeing people for what they are. And I, I think that that's excellent. I, and another thing, like if you can, this is one thing I, we do have in our group. We just got off the group call. We were able to talk about it, I guess, last night, talk about kind of our intentions. I, there is something super, super special about having a support system, having people that understand the anxiety that can come with this holiday um, and help you understand your why, why you're here, what you're um, looking for and that relationship. So if you're ever looking for a support system of ambitious women who understand that all or nothing thinking are working through their perfectionistic tendencies and working through allowing themselves to enjoy all food and all movement without um, this you know, harsh expectation, um, then I really encourage you to check out our Rediscover You free group. Um, we've got a, a free Facebook group. And then if you're wanting more attention, one-on-one attention, you can also book a free strategy session, um, especially if you're looking for support during the rest of the holiday season. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Ain't over yet. Ain't over, no, no, it's not. But how exciting that we, like, again, I, I love how you said at the end of the day, guys, you get your expectations. Like you get your expectations, your beliefs drive your behavior. So why not expect it 
to be a beautiful life experience? Why not expect it to be fun and to be joyful and to be peaceful and to be just full of love and appreciation and compassion and all the things like, why not walk in expecting that? Um, because it, it's going to put you in a whole different energy and you're going to act completely differently. Yep. And people are going to honestly notice that of like, oh my gosh, what is going on with all this? What's going on? <laughs> yes. Just, yeah. It's, it'll, it's only going to help you. It's not going to hinder you to go into experience and not, not to be like oblivious to think like reality, but I think really I mean, we think about how our thoughts, our beliefs, thoughts and stuff influence our actions and behaviors like with ineffective coping. Um, and it goes the same with how we interact with people. So. All right, you guys have a lovely, lovely time this weekend or I guess week. I know. And <laughs> we have a great episode next week. A topic. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But we, we did. We just wanted to like interrupt and uh, make sure that we gave you some tips and tools um, for Thanksgiving. Hopefully it's a beautiful experience for everybody. We love you. Be sure to comment how it went, or if any of these tips were helpful for you, we'd love to, we'd love to interact with you. We'd love to hear from you. So yes. All right. Chat with you guys later. Bye. Bye guys.